anyone got a pencil? Hello, my name's Mark and I'm the host of the Mixtape Podcast where every week on the show I will ask my guests to make up an imaginary mixtape. They'll give it a title and pick six tracks. Track one, what's going to be your intro track, your attention grab, your track one side one that's going to draw me in and make me want to listen to the rest of your tape. Track two, pick a song that you sing loud and proud when you're on your own in the car or the shower. Track three, pick your favorite cover version. Track four, pick a song you wish you could have played to your 18 year old self. Track five, Pick a song that you would put on your mixtape to let the listener know that you are romantically interested. And track six, I'm going to ask them to pick something a little bit obscure, maybe a B-side or an album track. Don't forget to smash that follow or plus sign at the top of the page and you'll be notified every time there's a new episode. And you can follow me on Instagram at the mixtape perf. Hope you enjoy this week's chat. Hello and welcome to another mixtape. And on this week's show, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Serena Cherry from Svalbard. How are you, Serena? Hey, thanks very much for having me. Uh, I'm all good, thank you. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, thanks for making the time coming on. So your new album, The Weight of the Mask, is out on October the 6th. And as I sort of alluded to just, just before we started recording there, post-hardcore and metal is not a massive sort of genre that I would normally play on the show. I'm really lucky. Both radio shows that I present, both two different stations, they give me complete carte blanche to play whatever I want. So I literally only play music that I like. And, and that protects me from kind of being sort of insincere. You know, when you talk to people and when you're interviewing people, I don't have to, I don't have to put it on and say, well, I really love your new record when really I hate it. Excuse me. So yeah, so I, I really, when your single How to Swim Down came across uh, my radar, I jumped at the opportunity to to get you on to out and have a chat because I really, really love the new single. So yeah, great, great single. And the record, The Weight of the Mask, is very pleased to see it's out on two very lovely looking coloured vinyl variants. Is is vinyl something that, that as a band you sort of look to to put out and, and get out there? I saw in one of your Instagram videos a really sort of pasty looking vinyl collection in the sort of background of, of the video that you put up but it looked like you had some some serious sort of vinyl collecting there is, is is that something that you're into vinyl i mean yeah so my mum is a record collector and her uh, living room is floor to ceiling vinyl everywhere uh where i filmed that video on my instagram was matt our bass player's house his housemate owns a record shop called black city records and he is a huge record collector so that was filmed in his he's got a record room and i filmed that in there i mean i yeah i do buy vinyl myself as well i think it's my favorite way to consume a record to sit there with the artwork in your hands looking at the artwork reading the lyrics and having it on the record player so yeah and it's it's great we in terms of as a band we've always released on vinyl it's really important to us because i think that is like that's the the nicest way to enjoy an album, I think. And also it's been one of the ways, you know, people, it's made such a comeback. I used to work in a record so shop as well. Really? So there's lots oh, of connections yeah. there. 
Yeah, but my my life was basically high fidelity. But yeah, it's always been important to us to release on vinyl because I think that's also because it's made vinyls made such a comeback. It's a good way to like make money from your merch as well. You know, cool. sometimes you're selling more records than t-shirts, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you probably picked up from the accent. I'm not a native Australian. I'm from Essex, mate. And I, I came back to to Essex last year, about this time last year, and I walked into HMV. And I couldn't believe how much of the store was was given over to turntables, accessories, um, you know, records. It was it was incredible. Like when I'd left, like in 2010, it was you know, vinyl was you know, there's a few you know here and there, but half the store was like turntables and and records and accessories, and it was incredible. I was so glad to see it. Yeah, it's great. And I, I go to a lot of record fairs now, and you see like young kids, you know, teenagers, even younger sometimes with their parents buying records and you know stuff like that it's great it's great to see and yeah like you say for people like me it never went away do you know what i mean it's always been part of my sort of you know musical journey and i used to have a vinyl sort of business sort of side side hustle and that was you mentioned high fidelio that was called sonic death monkey new and used vinyl after the after the jack black what i thought was what i thought was a fictional band but there is actually a band from japan called sonic death monkey so I had to I had to change my business name to F D E F, not D E A T H. Yeah, so I didn't get in trouble with them. But yeah, some beautiful looking purple splatter, I think it was, and a sort of a clear coloured crystal vinyl that you've put this this new record, The Weight of the Mask, out on. And where can people can get that, Serena? Is it Linkin Bio? Do you run everything through your Insta, or is there a website, is it Nuclear Blast website? Where can they go? So it can be ordered via the Nuclear Blast website, or we do have uh, Lincoln buyers on all of our social media as well, Bandcamp as well. We've got different variants. So, and a place called I Saw Merch, we have um, another variant on there. So, yeah, there's a few different places where you can go, but it, you can find it all on our socials or on the Nuclear Blast website. Yes, it's at Svalbard, S V A L B A R D. That's on Instagram. I'm not sure about your Facebook. Is that the same? Is it Svalbard on Facebook as well? It's Svalbard UK because we weren't allowed to be Svalbard. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because of the because of the the island, right? Is that is that why it was yeah blocked up? It was already taken. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. And I noticed as well you're on tour in Europe supporting the the release of the album. Just a week after the release, you're between the 14th and I think 21st of October. You're playing Holland, France, Germany, and in the UK as well. Same same deal for tickets, link, link in bio for tickets for that as well? Yep, yep. yep. So we've got a cool. link tree, the link, all the tickets are available there. Yeah, awesome. What What's it like, and can I put this, what, what's it like being on tour as, as the only sort of female band member? Like, are you, are you go right on tour with, with all the boys and, you know, all the rest of it? Or does it get a bit like sort of, you know, or are you the one leading them astray? You know, I don't know. I don't know what you're like. like how does it go on tour? I, I mean, we all get on super well and like, yeah, you know, my, my bandmates feel like my family, like we're super close. So it never feels, it feels like a brother sister relationship. Mm. It never feels like kind of, oh, I'm, I'm the only girl, but I definitely find sometimes when I come back and I see like my female friends again, it's like, oh yeah, you know, like female energy again. It's nice (laughs) to be around that, but, but yeah, it's not, you know. And in terms of like leading astray, we're pretty boring, really. Like I just play video games in the van and we, you know, play the shows and, and we'll maybe sort of stay up a bit late after the show, but there's there's nothing. We're not Motley Crew. Yeah, no, I was, 
I saw from, from again, from one of your Instagram posts that you're, you're quite a big gamer. Is that something that you, you do a lot to sort of pass the time on tour between sort of sound checks and gigs and traveling and stuff like that? Absolutely. I mean, I work in the games industry for my day job, so I am very immersed in the gaming sphere. And uh, yeah, I love taking my my Switch on tour or I'm hoping to get a Steam Deck for the next one so I can play more like PC style games Mm -hmm. on the road. But yeah, that is, that's how I either play my Switch or I make, I like do cross stitch and I make Pokemon fan art whilst we're in the van. Oh, that's awesome. My son would love you because he's always, he's attached to his Switch and he's a massive Pokemon fan as well. So yeah, you, my son would get on with, with you. With with the video gaming, Serena, has there ever been any opportunity or would you sort of, what sort of, what would you be your, if you had the opportunity to soundtrack Svalbard, any video game, what, what one would you pick, do you think? Oh, I mean, there is that game Metal Hell Singers where they have bands yeah, create yeah. metal soundtracks. I would probably oh, okay. pick that because I think that would be like a good fit. But I do write sort of soundtracky stuff in my spare time. And I wrote a solo album in released a solo album in 2021 all about Skyrim. So I oh, have okay. like I just don't think like video games and Svalbard, unless it was something that was like a metal video game, the Venn diagram yeah. doesn't overlap. So I say that to yeah. other projects. Okay. So Serena, for your mixtape for track one, I asked you to pick an intro song like an attention grabber that, that, that would pull me in and make me want to listen to the, to the tape and uh, you picked symphony x nevermore what is it about that track that that, that you you fitted that sort of category i mean i consider michael romeo the guitar player from symphony x the greatest guitar player of all time and the intricacies of his picking patterns and leads in that song if you know someone shredding that creatively and intensely and with that much passion and accuracy doesn't hold anyone's attention then i don't know what will like he is just the world's best guitar player in my opinion so and that song is a real kind of it showcases all of his different styles of playing it's a really well crafted song mm, yeah uh, the choice I, I i do one of the joys of me kind of like doing this this format is I get sort of introduced to so much new stuff that I never heard of. And I was trying like sort of, particularly with, with bands like, like yourself, I try and move outside of my sphere of, of, you know, what I'm normally into and push outside of my comfort zone to get, you know, those more sort of, you know, for me, left field sort of, sort of artists on the mixtape. And yeah, that was definitely one. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a big sort of guitar fan and yeah. What you said there was spot on exactly what I had in my notes there about about the lead guitar. Incredible. Yeah, great. Fantastic. And definitely 100% attention grabber. Yeah, for sure. And for track two of your mixtape, Serena, I asked you to pick song that you sing when you're on your own, loud and proud in the either car or the shower. And you picked, I was really pleased to see, Stan Bush from the Transformers soundtrack. And not, not like... It wasn't. It's not from the like the Shia, Shia LaBeouf sort of reboot. This is this is from the original like animated. Um, um, Hoover. Yeah. So tell us a bit about why you chose that track. I mean, that Stan Bush Transformers soundtrack. That album is one of my most played albums of all time. And Dare, I just think it's such an anthem. It's so like uplifting it's the kind of song you really want to belt out when you're in the shower like it's mm. super melodic super uplifting and i love 
the original animated Transformers film. I think the dialogue in that film is some of the best voice acting in any animated series or film. And yeah, I think the soundtrack just, I mean, it is like 80s kind of cheese metal to the nines. It's, it's, yeah, it's really joyous. I love that song and it's a great one to sing in the shower. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. My brother will be absolutely loving that because when we were kids growing up, he was the biggest like Transformers fan like ever in the world. I think he had his, he had his Optimus Prime. Till he was like, I'd say, do you know what? I reckon he's still got it and he's 51 now. I reckon he's still got his original Optimus Prime. I'm going to ask him straight after this. I'm going to text him and say, have you still got that Optimus Prime? Uh, yeah, I bet he has. I bet he has. Excuse me. Okay. And for track three of your mixtape, Serena, I asked you to pick uh, your favorite cover version and you picked Phantom of the Opera from, from Nightwish. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that cover. I mean, Nightwish are my favorite band of all time. I think there's all other bands, there's so many different genres and, and, and things that I listen to, but Nightwish is a certain feeling. There's other music and then there's the Nightwish feeling. And there's just something just so majestic about them as a band. And this cover of Phantom of the Opera, it fits them perfectly. What with them being an operatic metal yeah. band. And then you've got the trade-off between, at the time, the vocalist Talia Tarudan, who's not in the band anymore, and Marco Italia, who is also not in the band anymore now, but they both have very distinctive voices. And obviously the original, the Andrew Lloyd Webber song, has that kind of Donny and Marie Osmond back and forth with the guy singing and the girl singing, that kind of thing. And they train yeah. back and forth. And I just think when you have that with Tyre and Marco's voices, you get this amazing dynamic between their voice. His is, is so like gruff and powerful and she's so clean and operatic. It is, I think, one of just one of the best covers ever created. It suits the band. It suits the theme. It's got that kind of slight lyrical darkness to it as well. Hearing that main Phantom of the Opera riff, but with like distorted guitars behind it, it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's how it should always sound. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, absolutely. I think bizarrely, that's the second time the Phantom of the Opera has appeared in in this radio show in the last sort of few weeks. Steve Kilby is is a He's a singer from an Aussie prog rock band called The Church, and he chose for five songs to let the listener know you're romantically interested. He chose, there's a, a movie from the 70s that was really sort of loosely based on Phantom of the Opera, but it was sort of quite cheesy and kitschy and a sort of a rocky horror show, sort of tongue-in-cheek type of, type of take on, on, the, on the Phantom of the Opera story. And he chose a song from that as well. So it's bizarrely like, yeah, twice in, in a few weeks, the Phantom of the Opera has, has, has shown up on, on the radio show. But yeah, I totally agree. Like, I couldn't have, like, it's like the band was, was formed to cover that song. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, it fitted them so, so well. Yeah, brilliant. A- amazing cover. I should say at this point, if, if you're listening during the radio show, Serena, obviously between the chat, I dropped the songs in so people can hear them. But if you're listening to this on the podcast, then you will have to drop out into the description of the podcast. And you will find a link to a Spotify playlist for, for all the songs that we're talking about as well, as well as the new single from in the band and yeah, a few other tracks. What I normally do is I'll put like, you know, four or five of your tracks on the playlist as well. So you can get much more of a flavor of, you know, of your band and that sort of thing. Track five, sorry, track four, skipping ahead there. Four of your mixtapes, Serena, I asked you to pick a song that you wish you could play to your 18 year old self and you chose, what did you pick? Fellowship until the fires die. I picked 
fellowship until the fires die because, I mean, fellowship are a fairly new power metal band here in the UK. But I think if my 18-year-old self could hear that song now, they would just, I would find it so uplifting. Like, they're just such a kind of sincere power metal band and the lyrics are a little bit different. They're a, lot, a little bit more introspective and emotive and personal. And that song is just... Again, it's so uplifting. It's like you have that in your ears and it's like having a cheerleader sort of singing to you. I just think it's a really beautiful song. And I wanted to pick something recent to kind of show myself, like my 18-year-old self, hey, this is where metal's going to be in, you know, in, in a few years. And like that, I think that would get me really excited at the time to think, oh my God, like the future of metal sounds like this. And what a great thing like what how how amazing and inspiring and hopeful is that mm-hmm. absolutely what what sort of stuff were you actually listening to as a 19 year old serena um, metal, was it always metal or was was it you know no i mean i really like the manic street preachers and as a teen they were like the band for me a lot of kind of post-rock a lot of frog so yeah bands like porcupine tree and then bands like Mono, I've always been really, really into soundtracks. That's still my main listening kind of area, especially video game soundtracks. I listen to like the World of Warcraft soundtracks every day. <laughs> so yeah, all sorts of stuff. I did listen to metal as well, mainly like black metal and power metal. Those are my two genres of choice, but there's all kinds of, of stuff I like. So yeah, huge kind of variety and a lot of pop. I think a well-written pop song. I mean, there was... So when I was 18, I think Girls Aloud would have written, would have released uh, the, pur- the album with the purple colour, which is produced by one of the guys from the Pet Shop Boys. And the okay. songwriting on that album is amazing. So yeah, always been a big pop fan as well. Can appreciate like what it takes to write a good pop song is a lot. Yeah, I think pop, it's a bit of a bad rap, I think. Like you say, there's nothing better than a, than a well-written pop song. But I think because it's, I don't know, probably so popular and, you know, 12-year-old schoolgirls, you know, mostly they aim their sort of, you know, marketing at. Like, it gets a bit of a bad rap, but like, I, I totally agree. Like, I'm a massive Taylor Swift fan. I, you know, I hold my hands up and, you know, a, well, a well-written pop song is, is, you know, is great. And, yeah, I absolutely love that. Yeah, there's always room, room for a bit of pop on, on the turntable for sure. But, yeah, was it Chris Tennant who produced that, would have been that album? Probably, yeah, from, from the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, and track five for your mixtape, Serena, I asked you to pick a song that you would put on to let the listener know that you were romantically interested in them. And you picked Conceiving You by Riverside. Is that a song that's worked for you or on you? Or is it just a song that you think would, would go well? I mean, it definitely hasn't worked for me because the lyrics are kind of almost like admitting defeat. Like I always think, and I think the fact that I would pick conceiving you shows how like the, the <laughs> my complete inability in that department, in the romantic sphere to <laughs> like conceiving you. Yeah. It's almost like about unrequited love. It's almost about like loving someone from afar. And I think that's uh, something that I am very familiar with in that yeah. sphere. So it never goes my way, I guess. I, I think, I think the lyrics are romantic, but then... To bring it back to Phantom of the Opera, so I was really into Phantom of the Opera as a teenager as well. I was always like, why doesn't she just go with the Phantom? Like, he's so into her. (laughs) Not realizing that, you know, 
it's a bit dark and it's a bit obsessive. But in my stupid brain, I was like, no, that's a good thing. So yeah, I picked Conceiving You because I am romantically challenged. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's a real, that's one of my favorite questions of the podcast, that one, because it, it, it tends to, you really get to see, like, you know, get to know people a bit more, do you know what I mean, by, by what song they pick. I had a birth artist on a few weeks ago, and he picked Submission by the Sex Pistols uh, as his track for that. It's just all sorts, of, like, you know, that gets, that gets the most reaction on the social media as well, that one. Okay, and finally, the last track for your mixtape, Serena, I actually picked something a little bit obscure, B-side or an album track and John from Nuclear Bass had to send me this track because I couldn't find it anywhere. It's that obscure. Shadowed Realms you picked for this one. Tell us a little bit about that track, mate. So Shadowed Realms is from, it's a bonus track on the Japanese edition of a record by a guy who, and on this record, he went under the name I, mm-hmm. Abath. Um, he used to play in the band Immortal. Now he just goes under the name Abath, but this album was under the name I and this bonus track it amazes me that it didn't make the album because I think it's best song on the album there's um, a bit in the Simpsons where I think Bart Simpson gets a date with a girl called Jessica and he looks at the oh, didn't look at the camera he like goes there's only one thing to do in a time like this strut and I always think about this when I listen to Shadowed Realms because the beat of it the pace it is like the ultimate strutting metal song like you just stride along it's got such an infectious groove it's a mm. super fun song again like i think it should have been track one of the album it should have been yeah. a single it's an absolute banger it's just such a fun metal song yeah no i, I can't wait to uh, to play that one on the show and, and for everyone for all my listeners to hear that one because yeah like you say it is a fantastic track and yeah, strut metal i think you might have invented a new a new genre there serena for sure yeah okay on that note I'll let you go there, Serena. Thank you so much for your time and coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Good luck with a new record and a tour. Hopefully, fingers crossed, one day we'll see you touring Australia in the not-too-distant future. I'll be on the John and give him a chase-up about that. Say, so come on, mate. Pull your finger out. Get him down here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was really fun to chat to you. No problem at all, Serena. Thank you very much. Take care. Speak to you soon. That was the Mixtape Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to jump up to the top of the page and smash that follow button and you'll be notified every time there's a new episode or follow me on Instagram at the mixtape perf. Until the next time.